0: Hi, welcome back to Crime on Prime Time in the year of 2024. I'm your host Kinsey Husman, and I'm here with my best friend. It's Malik. Malik.
1: Doesn't How? sound as fun without a Rod saying and a Rod.
0: I know, I know. We'll have a Rod back. Be- we'll have a Rod back with us one day for all those listeners. He's having some family things that he has to do this weekend. This weekend is actually a recording extravaganza for us because here uh, at Crime on Prime Time, we decided that we were gonna get ahead of the game and and not be doing things at the last minute like we were. So we're gonna record three in a row and they're gonna be released, you know, not in a row, like weekly. So we're gonna be ahead three weeks hopefully so a rod will be with us maybe on week four hopefully
1: we shall see we shall see be.
0: but if you listen to these this episode and then the next two and you we get to the third one and we sound delirious or we sound rambly or or we maybe just sound like we hate our lives it's because we recorded like three podcasts back to back to back and while our podcast episodes are like an hour and a half, we obviously record a lot longer than that. We're going to have a lot of bonding time, Malik.
1: <laughs>
0: we did bonded you miss enough. Me? No, did you miss me? I miss you.
1: Yeah. Maybe like half of the word miss. Yeah, I don't know.
0: Just half? <laughs> Uh, did you have a good month-long break and a Christmas and a Happy New Year?
1: It was all good. Like I said, just a little long. Yeah. It was much-needed break.
0: The older I get, the more that, like, I mean, obviously, when you're in college, you get a month-long break from anything. Mm-hmm. So you have, like, a lot of time to decompress and see everyone that you want to see in your hometown. And family, and do whatever you want to do. But then, like, when you're an adult, you maybe have a week back home. I have a week. I'm grateful to have a week off between Christmas and New Year's Eve from work. But that whole week, and I love it, it's a lot of fun, but it's a lot of socializing. There's not like this downtime to do nothing it's always like, okay, this person wants to see me, that person wants to see me, which is great. And I love it. It's just like, it's not relaxing.
1: I would yeah. say it's fine. And you know start. what we thought about doing next year is just celebrating with everyone like before the actual holiday. So that way when the actual holiday rolls around, we can just stay and we don't have to go anywhere. Cause like you said, yeah. it, it kind of, that part, and I honestly kind of makes it suck having to like travel and people want to see you, whatever. You have to go back and forth between all these different places. Because you don't live near anybody and then you like me are in a relationship so you gotta like figure out who's family whatever
0: well i don't i don't have
1: that that problem well whatever <laughs> i don't know how y'all figure that out but some we have to like split the baby exactly how do we get off on this what are we
0: about? uh christmas and how it's fun not relaxing anymore because we're adults and we got people to see and things to do but it's fun i always love the holidays All right, so for those of you listening, welcome back to Crime on Prime Time. We took a month off. It was needed. Uh, There's just things going on in our lives that made it almost impossible to record. So we took that time. We we got ourselves together and we're going to be organized going into the new year. 2024 Crime on Prime Time resolution is not to wait till the last minute to record edit write episodes and do all the things stay at least one week ahead
1: that's a good idea
0: it is let's see if we can do it all year long
1: (laughs) i doubt it but wishful thinking we'll we'll get we'll try
0: yeah i'm not confident but at least we're starting out on the right foot Mm -hmm. so we're getting we're putting us in the perfect situation so if you listened to the last episode of Crime on Prime Time, we left off by saying we were going to watch CSI Miami Season 6, Episode 7, Chain Reaction. Malik, do you have any opening thoughts on this episode?
1: I hate models.
0: <laughs> They're not they so bad. Yeah, Why?
1: Hmm. Everything about them annoys me, but maybe it's just because they're the exact type of girl that I don't like.
0: Okay, I, I need her. more deep. I
1: don't like the snobbiness, the the makeup, uh, the fancy dressing. Obviously, not a fancy dresser. Oh, just all of it, Kens.
0: Yeah. I, I don't.
1: I can't think of anything good. <laughs>
0: um, well, I think I watch. Okay, so like I like America's uh, America's the Next Top Model. I got really into it because I love trashy TV. Right mm-hmm. now, I'm really into Ink Masters. No, that's so I preach. love that's trashy. I I love trashy reality TV so i got interested in america's next top model uh one of my friends is a model and honestly oh, like meeting her, i don't like,
1: hate her <laughs> i don't hate she's, her Sorry. i
0: mean well she's like none of those things that you described like one she's not snobby at all two like if she's just hanging out with you normally anywhere we go she doesn't wear makeup she only does it when she's shooting really or unless she has to i mean honestly quite she's like really the opposite of what you described as a model when she's not posing and stuff she's very just like down to earth and regular yeah regular
1: i'll, I'll reshape whatever i said maybe i hate people who modeling is their like personality i don't know how you would word it i don't hate her though yeah i hate her, I think, yeah, I don't hate her models
0: personally. who think that because they model, they're better than everyone else.
1: Yeah, that kind of. Yeah. The and ones it that makes have that them
0: mentality. entitled to things because they're pretty and, and people recognize it. They should get certain things and perks. It's the same with influencers. There's good influencers and influencers that. Oh, I have a lot of followers, so I should be entitled to your product or your service for free because I'll make you bigger than what you are now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, models, I like the creativity. Like, she posts all of her shoots and different things she's doing. And honestly, it's really cool that, like, the creativity of some of the, like the high fashion shoots mm-hmm. and what goes on is really kind of interesting to me.
1: Yeah, maybe just because I'm not a fashion guy. Yeah, maybe. maybe it's
0: that, and, and you're a guy, so it's just like, a...
1: Just, just not my world. You know, maybe right. maybe I don't hate them. Just not my cup of tea.
0: Right, okay. Let's go with that. Okay, so obviously we're talking about this because this episode has something to do with models. We were thrown into that world, which also, isn't CSI Miami the same show that we were thrown into Child beauty pageants?
1: Yes. Same one. Or,
0: okay, so I'm in this in CSI Miami. We have now covered beauty pageants and models. So they love this type of glitzy and glam stuff. Alright, so we watch CSI Miami season six, episode seven, Chain Reaction. It opens with a fashion show in Miami. The opening scene is the guy that designed the designer his name's gavin uh, it opens with him giving an interview where he thinks he's saying a lot of deep things the human body is not perfect but platinum is or something like that and he just kept going i was like he's saying absolutely nothing mm-hmm. like what you're saying does not make sense. I've also realized that this is now a pet peeve of mine because I see it in my workplace sometimes of people that are like talking and they talk and they talk and they talk and they talk in circles. But then at the, the end of, at the end of it, you're like, okay, but you're not saying anything. You didn't make a decision. You didn't come to a profound conclusion. You're talking in circles without saying anything of substance. That's what this guy was doing. It's my new you pet hate,
1: peeve. You would hate working in education then, Kenzie. That's all they do. I won't say where I work, but that's all they do is talk in circles and just talk to talk sometimes and nothing ever gets done.
0: Yeah, just talking. It's just I asked you a yes and no question. That's all I needed. Yes, mm-hmm. no. And We're talking and we're talking and talking. And at the end of it, you still never said yes or no.
1: It's, we're at the same spot as when we started.
0: <laughs> okay, so that's what this guy did. So already I was on a bad foot with him. I was like you're not saying anything. This doesn't make sense. You're not profound. Let's let's move on. So then it opened like we get that interview and then they got everyone lined up around the runway. It's about to start. You're getting clips of what you think might be the murder about to take place and you're like, "Oh my gosh, what's going to happen?" And then these two people dressed in like all black with like ski mask or, or whatever on like drops down on the stage and just starts firing into the air <laughs> at this runway show and everyone's freaking out obviously and then they're like in a f- female voice go do i have your attention now And then, like, they take it all off, and it's the models shredding their stuff. In what universe is it okay to start a fashion show with open firing on the audience? That is not okay.
1: Yeah. Now I'm never going to a fashion show.
0: Can you imagine if someone were to do that in today's society? They would be canceled so hard.
1: I don't know. It's probably, I don't know. Maybe it, it really did happen one at time, but like those actually happened in Larnort SVU where they're like doing some theater thing and they killed him in front of everyone. They thought it was, you know, just a part of it and it really wasn't.
0: Oh That's yeah. That's why I'm never going to, a, episode.
1: not going to a theater show either. <laughs> Mm-mm. Can't do it.
0: Yeah. That's just wild. That's not okay. You can't do that to people. Mm -mm, Especially in today's world, you would get cancelled so fast. Rightfully so. Because that's just so common.
1: Oh yeah. The cancelling government, governing body would come for you. That'd be the end of you.
0: So, I feel like maybe you would even, like, get charged with something. Because I just don't think you can do that. I'm pretty sure, I was gonna
1: say, I'm pretty sure you can't do that.
0: I just don't think that's legal. But it's legal in this show. And no one said anything about it. And then everyone, when they realized it was the models, just started cheering. Like, no. It's okay. You were scared. Get get out.
1: Yeah, It's like the equivalent of, like, you can't say fire in, like, a theater or something like that. Yeah. It's literally the same thing. You can't shoot at people. Or <laughs> fake shoot at people.
0: Yeah. It was horrible. Okay. So, then the fashion show starts. We have... 2000s rihanna drive playing in the background it looks hot the whole thing's hot we have this model who's strutting her stuff and she has a handcuff on and she whips it onto this pole and then she gets electrocuted and dies on stage in in front of everyone
1: that was a big jump
0: yeah so that that's our murders that we're covering in in the csi miami show so the victim was a 21 year old alicia riley so you know then horatio and alex are at the body and alex i guess is like the medical examiner telling horatio who i guess is the detective about the victim 21 year old her family she's from louisiana she wanted to make it in Miami and they had the cheesiest conversation Horatio when he delivers his lines is just so cheesy because she's like not a very private place to kill someone and he's like because Alex the killer wanted it to be seen and she's like what message or he's like he wanted to send a message and she's like what message he's like I know what it is. And like puts on his glasses and walks away. And it's like this is the most like, generic, easy, cheesy lines to write in a cop procedural. I do, Alex. What? Stop normally. (laughs) (laughs) Um, it's very I, I just think it was very like, cliche. So then, you know, they're they're checking out the whole crime scene, because, you know, this is the crime scene investigation show. They're under the stage where all the lighting is wired and stuff, and we discover that each model had their own lighting display, and an insulated wire was used to connect the lighting display to her pole to create electricity, and then when the electricity moved through that wire, it melted so there was no like murder weapon except these melted pieces of wire they found a red hair under the stage and each of the models like lighting display had like their name and hair color so they found a red hair and then they were like well who's the red hair model okay here's my problem with this what if there was multiple people on the crew with red hair? Like, why did it have to be the model?
1: That's Yeah, she, see, that's one of those times where they jump to a conclusion really fast. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. I guess I'll let it go. But
0: Yeah, I mean, it's, an, it's a little one, so it's not that big of a deal, but also it's like, shouldn't you DNA and test that shit or something? Mm-hmm. Before so, you're just like, well, it's obviously this person.
1: It's gotta be a model. It's gotta be this model.
0: Because she has red hair heaven forbid anyone else have red hair that was around the area the red hair uh model her name was juliana was just making out with the lighting director so she can get better lighting during her show
1: that little slut
0: (laughs) so you know no big deal that's why her hair was underneath there But she did say that Alicia showed up late to rehearsals and looked like she had always been crying. And then the blonde woman that's in CSI, who I don't know what she exactly does, was like, I get it. I do. And then Juliana left. And then the guy sitting there was like, what do you get? And she was like, well, obviously she was crying because of her boyfriend. Duh. Turns out. Alicia is married to the convicted felon and apparently one of the most dangerous guys in Miami, who was in the heroin smuggling business. His name's Joe LeBrock, and apparently he kidnapped Horatio's son. Um, I don't, I don't know the backstory there.
1: I was going to say, this episode had some backstory that I didn't really know, and I wasn't going to take the time to look into.
0: I also didn't know and was not going to take the time to look to. I, I just figured, hey, one of these days we might cover that episode and we'll come full circle. But I guess at some point this heroin drug dealer kidnapped Horatio's son, and Horatio's son's also in prison?
1: Yeah. There's, yeah, there's quite a bit of backstory in this episode. Yeah,
0: there's a lot of backstory. Because I'm kind of curious how you go from a kidnapping victim to imprison yourself.
1: Yeah, I, I don't know how that worked out. I don't either.
0: And his son did not look like he was built for prison, let me tell you. <laughs> I mean, he would have been like someone's bitch.
1: I was going to say he was built to belong to somebody else in prison. He was.
0: <laughs> he was not made for that. <laughs> that poor boy. Okay, so there's like a whole backstory with this Le- guy that I'm assuming came up in this series at some point before this moment in time. If not, then there's like this whole piece of the story that they just decided they didn't need to cover in the show, but bring up in this episode. So. She's married to that guy, so Alicia had uh, seen had sex with Little Brock. In return, he set her up as a model with Gavin, so it was uh, mutually beneficial to both parties. But maybe not love.
1: Everyone just Horatius. getting around.
0: Okay. Well, maybe. Yeah, I mean. this was the only guy she was seeing they were married maybe she loved him
1: i don't believe it
0: and he definitely did not love her Mm -hmm. he did not shed one tear when he heard about her death
1: he was ready to find the next one well the the next one
0: was like lined up she was like i'm available we'll talk about it later okay Horatio's son is also in prison, which we discussed. And he's being protected by this guy named Oscar, who LeBrock described as loyal but dumb. And that sounds like the perfect body bodyguard, really. From, uh, from taking prints from the visitation phone. Booth. Okay, so then there was this whole other scene where... This brown haired, skinny looking CSI guy who I did not learn the name of or have not learned the name of yet. He was called to the prison, and the prison guard was like, Hey, little dust finger duster monkey. Literally, what he called him, <laughs> Duster monkey. I need you to figure out the like. LeBrock had a visitor the other day. The visitor's name is something, but that guy doesn't actually exist, so we need to find out who actually came and visited him. They sat in this visitation seat, you know, like when you call, ring, ring, on the phone. You're looking through the glass, and you, like, put your hand through the glass. (coughs) And you're like, I'm with you. I'm always here for you. Um, He he wanted him to dust that for fingerprints, and the CSI guy was like, dude, do you know how many fingerprints are going to be there? And the guard was like, yeah, I don't care. Do it. And so he did do it. And then he ran all those fingerprints. And it turns out that the guy that came and visited him was Le- Joe LeBrock's son, Scott LeBrock. And no, everyone was like, Joe has a son? Gasp.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so... Horatio, then it cuts to a scene with Scott LeBrock sitting at what I assume is the CSI headquarters and Horatio is like kind of talking to him and was like, tell me about your, your stepmom. And he's like, I don't know that chick. Mm-hmm. And it's also like, yeah, why? I feel like that wasn't really a family where she was like, hey, I'm your stepmom. Let me take care of you. Um, so I, yeah, I doubt that they did know each other at all. And so Horatio was like, and he was like, we didn't talk about her. And he's like, what did you talk about? And he's like, that's between us. And he's like, Horatio's like, for now. It's like, dude, what? Why? Why does everything have to be this dramatical? Has to
1: be so dramatic and corny. <laughs>
0: so he he left the room and some other guy who i have no idea but seems like he might be a reoccurring character on this show is like hey is that is that scott LeBron's son and Horatio's is like yes and he's like well you do know he's being investigated by the fbi so like you gotta let him go because the fbi is going to be pissed because you're going to scare him and like they don't want him to be scared they they're they're surveilling him and he was like what for? And he's like, I the other guy's like, I don't know. He's like, it's okay. I can figure it out. So, he calls this other woman and was like, do you still have your FBI contact? And she was like, yeah. And he was like, I need you to figure out the to the, get their surveillance for Scott LeBrock. And she was like, on it. Okay. In the meantime, the wire that killed Alicia, they figured out, was made out of platinum alloy the same material Gavin used in his clothes. So now they're like, well, murder, murder murder, material came from inside the house. Gotta go get all the clothes. Gavin was like, oh, hell no, you cannot have my clothes because we're going to Paris in two days and I need the clothes. And she was like, let me get, it'll be really easy. The evidence is in my favor to get a search warrant. And he's like, okie dokie i'll let my lawyer know and then she came back like the next scene was her saying like yeah it's gonna take a while because like gavin's lawyers are throwing up roadblocks and i was like yeah not as easy as you think was it lady so they're looking at alicia's clothes and the one guy that i also don't know his name but he plays luke alvarez in criminal minds in the later seasons that guy is also in cs miami so he him in csi miami was like okay her clothes smell weird and he gave it to the blonde one who again we have not learned any of these people name people's <laughs> names in the three episodes that we have seen and he's like what does it smell like and she was like vinegar and he's like yeah i was a part of this investigation this one time the drug deal house went boom we went in everything smelled like vinegar let's test it for drugs so he puts it in the thing shakes it all up and says look drugs are present in my mind i'm like okay there's no way that's the test for that
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> or that, can't t- right.
0: is that fast
1: it can't be sim- that simple
0: no not at all actually there on my drive home to texas when i was driving and everyone in my car was sleeping i was listening to this podcast called hollywood crime scene very good you should check them out but they were doing this episode where they were tv versus reality forensics so they were talking about the forensics used in television shows and what it's really like in real life so they talked about csi a lot and basically how like hey that stuff's pretty cool but it does not exist and none of that takes as fast as it does so this would check them out really good but yeah this was one of those instants where I'm like I'm pretty sure you just don't put the thing in some liquid shake it up and then it turns bright purple
1: nah, that's, not, so, that's not the formula
0: yeah I don't and if it, if that is I feel like it takes a lot longer like you gotta let it sit there I mean damn even pregnancy tests take two minutes
1: <laughs>
0: <sighs> Um. so he was like but we looked at the clothes and there was no drugs on them and the blonde lady was like well that's because it's made of heroin dun 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 it's in the clothes it's made the clothes are made of
1: heroin i didn't even know that was the thing when i was watching this episode i remember sitting there thinking that
0: i know okay we're gonna we'll, we'll circle back around to that statement so the method is apparently called heroin starching. It went through the whole process of how this works. You like get a concentrated liquid of heroin. You douse the clothes in it. Let it set. So it all binds together. Then you smuggle it to wherever you're smuggling it. Once the models wear it, he takes it. He puts it in an extraction liquid. extracts the heroin out. He gets it, puts it in the oven, makes it a powder, and bam—you have now smuggled heroin. For
1: that those really of you, like, like you're like drinking, like you're gonna inject yourself with a chemical. It can't be just straight heroin after all of that, or you would think. After it gets mixed with clothes, taken out of sweaty ass clothes.
0: Yeah, I don't. I mean, I feel like other chemicals, obviously, like whatever the extraction liquid is you know that they put the clothes in that mixes with that i don't yeah it's interesting if you want to smell a little heroin i feel like this is a good way to do it
1: yeah check I did. out
0: csi miami season six episode seven to find it's, out more
1: yeah it seems like a, a flawless way to do it
0: yeah <laughs> except if a, your model dies
1: <laughs> yeah So this is a heroin this is my t-shirt <laughs>
0: <laughs> what if you're wearing heroin clothes right now
1: that'd be crazy
0: do you think like can if you wear it long enough does it saturate into your body like could you get heroin high just by wearing the clothes
1: that's another great question
0: i'm Hmm. intrigued by the idea of heroin starching
1: yeah i'm very interested now i'm gonna have to look this up
0: (laughs) okay so Alicia found out about the smuggling, and she was not happy about it. Also, I skipped this part, and I really want to talk about it. So we're going to go backwards. Okay, so before we got to this point, like when Horatio made that call to this woman and was like, do you still have your FBI contact? So we see one of the CSI women. Again, we have not learned any of their names in three episodes. CSI writers, if you're listening, could you... Please include the names of the characters in the show. The only one that the name was used con- consistently was Horatio.
1: Uh, I do have to shout out Google real quick. I searched heroin starching. The first thing that popped up, it says help is available. And it <laughs> popped up a hotline for substance abuse. And there's yeah. like three tags. And then it finally tells me what I want to know about heroin. But there you go. <laughs> shout out Google for trying to help the world. And so just tell me what I need to know.
0: Good for Google. So this woman then goes to her FBI contact, which I feel like I have seen him in another cop procedural. I couldn't remember if it was SVU or criminal minds, but I have seen this man before. And so they're sitting on this park bench and she was like, Hey, what do you know about Scott LeBrock? And he said, on the record, we are not surveilling him. And she was like, well, I need the tapes. And he was like, no. And she was like, but does what I know about you trump what you have on Scott LeBrock? And he like looks at her and I'm like, okay, but what does she know? What does she know about this FBI agent? Okay, so yeah, this this weird scene. And then she like walks away and he's like, okay, but does this at least make us even? And she was like, just get me the tapes by today and I'll have them back. Before anyone knows, they're missing, and I'm like, "What does she have on you?" That she's like, "This might not even be good enough to like even the score." I don't know. CSI is blackmailing the FBI. I don't know if that's allowed.
1: Can't be. <laughs>
0: Cannot be. Okay. So fast-forwarding back up, Alicia found out about the smuggling. She found out her clothes were made of heroin, and she's like. I don't want to be a part of this. I think we should go to the police. She's telling Julian Well, we're not quite there yet. Um, and she was wasn't happy about it. So you know, LeBrock well, was what?
1: Side note: If you ever get caught up in a smuggling ring on accident, you probably shouldn't tell them that you're about to like tell like snitch on them. It's probably a bad idea. They're probably gonna kill you okay. immediately. Okay,
0: well, well, we'll we'll fast forward because I don't. I don't think she probably told LeBrock, "Hey, I'm going to the police." She probably told him, "Hey, I'm not happy with this. I don't want to be a part of it." And he, I think, quote, said, "Um, "I I put her in her place." End quote.
1: Yeah. And that is probably why she shouldn't say anything.
0: No, maybe not to the head guy. Yeah. If
1: you're gonna, if you're trying to get out and you're gonna, you know, tell the police or whatever, you just go tell them and then tell them, "I can't go back or it's over for me." That, yeah, put that's me it.
0: in that witness protection program ASAP. Like,
1: right now, I'm not leaving your precinct until you put me in it.
0: Here is where my family lives. Please go and get them.
1: But, yeah, telling anybody in whatever smuggling rink you get caught up in that you're not happy and you want to leave, that's probably a bad idea.
0: Yeah, no, I don't think they're just going to be like, okay.
1: No. <laughs> yeah, it's it's fine. I, I get Even- it. I'm not
0: Even in Yellowstone, have you seen Yellowstone?
1: I love that show. I'm mad that they canceled it.
0: Me and Dalton are watching it for the first time right now. I think we just started season three. So don't ruin anything for me, but also the idea of like the people that are like, hey, I want to leave Yellowstone. And they're like, okay, come with us. And then take him to the quote train station and then shoot them and push them off a cliff.
1: That cracks me up. (laughs) I I don't know why I thought that was funny. Don't
0: tell the cowboys you want to leave. Don't tell the cowboys you want to leave.
1: I don't know why I thought that was funny when I first saw that show, but I thought it was hilarious. I was like, how many people do they trick with this stupid shit? And also, how do none of y'all know there's no train station? (laughs) What if there is a train
0: station? And they're just like, have a nice trip.
1: Yeah, and then while you're in the car, how do you not realize you are not going to the train station? Because it's pretty far where they're going well, that, like pretty far out of the way
0: that one dude did walker Walker yeah, he, knew
1: he, he, did, he was he smart
0: but casey was a nice guy i don't know if that sticks around i also don't know if walker comes back and bites him in the ass but
1: just wait you'll love the show you'll be really upset with the way because it, it doesn't really end like i said they just cancel it
0: Anyways, so if you're listening to this one do not tell drug dealers you want out Two, do not tell the cowboys you want to leave
1: <laughs> fine, just leave train station just leave
0: just leave <laughs> okay oscar the okay so then it cuts to horatio back at the jail I, I guess they're at the jail i don't know they're outside all digging somewhere
1: yeah i don't know where they were at i think i thought it was a jail too.
0: I don't, yeah, but it. there was like palm trees and grass looked very lovely, but you have all these inmates, you know, chained up, digging, and Horatio shows up, and Joe LeBrock is staring Oscar, the bodyguard of Horatio's son, down as he digs, and Horatio shows up, and he's talking to LeBrock, and that's when we found out that LeBrock knew Alicia wasn't happy, this and that, they're sitting there talking, and then BOOM! landmine landmine oscar hits a landmine and and he dies from from that explosion and this was also cheesy because oscar is kind of still breathing horatio runs over there horatio's holding his hand and he's and oscar's like i did everything you said i did it i did it and he's like i know and then oscar dies and horatio stands up and he's like i know oscar and it will not be forgotten and then puts the sunglasses back on and walks away. i'm like what what this man just died like why are we still with the cheesy lines this man just died in front of you okay so in the so we have this whole second crime going on in the show now first it it's alicia and now we're also investigating oscar's death and we all think it's labrock did all of it so in the blast debris eric who is luke alvarez i remembered his character name eric found a sims card from the phone that was used as the triggering device on the bomb like ring ring call the phone on the bomb triggers boom so he found the sims card and they're like yes we can track back the number that called to detonate so they did that and they realized the call came from inside the house meaning that the call came from the inside the prison. So the guards go in, they're digging through everyone's stuff, and they find that the phone the belongs to Horatio's son. Kyle, plot twist, did Kyle blow up his own bodyguard and supposed friend who was loyal to him? Is he that cruel? Because this kid, let me tell you folks, if you haven't watched the show, this kid literally looks like he would just be bullied in high school, let alone prison. I mean, <laughs> he... He doesn't have a back, I mean, he just looks weak. He just gives off <laughs> a weak vibe.
1: He's not a real man.
0: He's not, I don't even know if he's at purity yet. Um, I mean, he just looks, and he doesn't look like he's that smart. Like he is not made for prison. He's not smart enough. He's not charming enough. He's not strong enough. I, you gotta see this kid. And so it's like, okay, does this kid really have what it takes to blow someone up? And then we cut to them still investigating Alicia's death. They're looking at all the clothes to see which clothes, because once, you know, once they found out the clothes were made of heroin, it was really easy to get a search warrant after that. So they got all the clothes. They're looking to see which one, like, is missing a platinum string wire. Turns out Juliana's clothes were not missing a wire, but her wire was aluminum. And Gavin made it really clear that he only uses platinum. So then it's like, aluminum would be too cheap for this guy. So let's go talk to Juliana again. So from Juliana, we get a flashback to Alicia coming to her and being like, Telling her about the heroin um, smuggling. And Juliana was like, well, yeah. Who do you think you were married to? And this is when Alicia tells Juliana, I just don't think I could do it. I think we should tell the police. Which, at this point, I mean, how would Alicia know that she thought Juliana was her friend, safe person. And Juliana said, okay, after the show, we'll go to the police together. About it. But... Juliana was jealous because she saw how LeBrock treated Alicia like a queen. And she was like, I want that. I want LeBrock. This man is not cute also, not <laughs> cute at all.
1: Not worth fighting over.
0: Yeah. And so she was like, I'm like, I'm, I'm pretty sure if she just would have asked Alicia, she would have been like, yeah, you can have him.
1: We can switch.
0: Yeah, I don't, don't, don't care. So Julian was jealous that Alicia was with a heroin smuggling kingpin, and she wanted that, and she's like, and I proved I could have him because she killed Alicia. And I was like, all right, well, if you have to prove to a man that you're worthy by killing someone, that man doesn't sound like he's worth it. Mm-hmm. So girls... If you ever find yourself in that situation thinking those thoughts like, man, he would love me if I killed this person right now, he's not worth it. Not worth it at all. You can do better. Know your self-worth. It's above murder and prison. So, yeah, so, so Giuliani killed Alicia to stop her from snitching and being like, look, Joe, I killed her for you. So stop her. I'm on board with heroin smuggling. It's okay. Treat me like a queen.
1: And in it's reality, probably was thinking this bitch is crazy.
0: <laughs> I don't know. He's pretty crazy. He would have been like, yes, queen.
1: Finally, someone on my level.
0: <laughs> you get it. <laughs> LeBrock gave... So then we got that part solved. Now we have to figure out who killed um or how they can connect will brock to oscar's death because as of right now the phone was found in kyle's bunk kyle's going down for this thing and everyone's like yeah kyle didn't do this man if i was his defense team i would just be like look at him does that look like that's someone that mm-hmm. can kill does not does it okay so we get a flash brat so horatio is talking to his son or he talked to his son originally when they found the phone and his son he did it stupidly because he did it while there were so many other prisoners around and he was like lebrock gave you like lebrock was a part of this right and so his son is like looking around looking at lebrock's guys and he stands up and he says i will not be your snitch Girl, get this man away from me and i was like yeah what did you think was gonna happen your son's not cut out for this so he went back. This time he did it in a very smart way, in private. He was <laughs> like, Tell me the truth. And his son was like, Because Horatio looked at the phone and saw that the only other number that was called was Kyle's mom, which I guess is Horatio's ex. And he's like, And I guess she's missing because Kyle was like, I just want to find her.
1: Yeah, she's missing.
0: That's a whole other story is that connected to lebron is she missing from something else
1: i don't know it just says it in parentheses in my notes
0: <laughs> to be discovered as we watch more <laughs> csi miami what that backstory is how many why does no one else have a backstory except for horatio
1: that's not a good question
0: we know everything about this man and how screwed up his family seems and literally
1: don't, Don't
0: even know the know names. The names. <laughs> <laughs> so obviously we know who which actor was paid the most. <laughs> um, so he's like Kyle. I know that this was your phone, and Kyle was like, "Okay, yeah, LeBrock gave it to me as a peace offering, so I could call like my family." But I swear to God that I did not. Called the bomb. Like, it was not part of that. The Barack just gave me the phone. That's all I know. Then they were like, looked at, I don't know how we got to this point. I guess I zoned out. But apparently we got to a point where they were like, well, whoever it was had to be new coming into the prison. Because there was like the ink that they do fingerprints on the phone. And... They were like, well, Kyle's been in there for a while, so it wasn't him. So who are the newbies that came into the prison? And there were three. And two of them looked terrifying. And one also looked like a scrub, like Kyle. Mm -hmm. And the two that looked terrifying were beat up and bruised. And were like, well, this is how you, what happens when you first get into prison. And the other guy was like, I guess I just don't have problems with anyone. Horatio's like, okay, come on now. You don't have problems with anyone because LeBrock got to you, told you to detonate this bomb, and offered you protection. And that guy pretty much confessed, but was like, I'm not going on record, though. I know this LeBrock guy. Uh, So he got some newbie to do it that wouldn't testify. But LeBrock was telling the prosecution against Kyle, I'll testify and say I gave the phone to Kyle. So he was going to testify against Kyle. And, like, send his ass to prison longer and get Horatio. Well, it turns out, from the video footage that they got from the FBI, they weren't investigating Scott LeBrock because of pedophilia. But that, like, was what also they caught in their surveillance. Also, it was, okay. I don't think this is how this works. So, they're surveilling this guy, Scott LeBrock. Scott LeBrock gets a kid into his car that apparently he's already had there before because the kid was like are you gonna buy me another video game and then the FBI agent comes opens the door and says you don't know that guy get out and everyone just walks away okay one if you're not if you're Scott LeBrock would you not think damn it the police the FBI or someone's on me
1: yeah Oh, they they, they got me
0: (laughs) yeah who do you think just walked up to your car and took a kid out of it
1: yeah um, i don't think that's but how that goes had no
0: idea the fbi was watching too if you're the fbi are you not arresting him at that moment like what
1: yeah and if you're lebron you're supposed to be like this big scary dude you would think he would do something if he didn't think it was the fbi
0: yeah the whole thing was weird it was like oh i know the fbi oh you're the fbi okay yeah you can take him okay you can go <laughs> What? Like they just let him go. You can't just let him go. He just tried to pick up a kid. He's a pedophile
1: You saw him commit a felony, and you just let him walk away.:
0: And the craziest part is that you even inserted yourself into this situation. It started questioning you. <laughs> that to me was just wild. The whole thing was wild. So Scott LeBrock is a pedophile. So, Horatio goes to joe lebrock and is like hey look at this video of your son even you know that if this got out people would beat you up in prison and joe lebrock was like i can hold my own and i think that kind of threw horatio i don't know what he was expecting but he was like just stunned is what it seemed like like Mm -hmm. oh you're not just gonna get mad and say you're not gonna testify (laughs) what so lebrock goes to testify against kyle he's doing it until horatio walks in just walks in and then lebrock is like i actually don't know who kyle Harmon is and the prosecutor is like what do you mean you said you sold this phone to kyle Harmon." He's like, yeah, but if you're saying that guy, that kid over there is Kyle Harmon, then I don't know who I sold the phone to, which is actually kind of a smart way to go about it. Because you're not lying under oath, but you're also not. I don't know. The whole ending to it seemed a little weird. Like this man was just very adamant that he wasn't going to testify. And Horatio just walks in and he's like, now I'm not. I don't know.
1: You know what I always thought was funny? The whole like oath taking thing in of itself just because someone says they're not going to lie doesn't mean they're not going to get up there and lie especially if their life's on the line
0: okay honestly i thought the same thing i was like okay this is great we're all taking an oath under god put my hand on the bible but like in reality how many people lie
1: <laughs> yeah I'm like, so. and then what if they don't believe in god what are you just putting them up there taking an oath for no reason yeah
0: I'm an atheist. Screw God. <laughs> this means absolutely nothing to me, but this I will do it. means nothing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> if it means you think I'm telling the truth, then fine.
0: I know, because then you would have to go and prove that they're lying if you wanted to get them for perjury, which I guess, like, if they're lying enough to, like, ruin your case, you will.
1: Yeah. But I just if... think that's funny. That's, like, a part of law procedures still. You'd think they would they would take it out like i get it we're like a christian based country but it literally does nothing
0: i know <laughs> like i wonder i always wondered what i would do in that situation like take the oath i was like but like would i lie <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm like you lied under oath now you're going to jail it's like either way if i, if I under oath or not i still lied i'm still going to jail
0: and like even if, like, so for the people that that did the bad thing. So, like, a murderer gets up there, takes the oath. They murdered someone. What's stopping them from lying? Like, <laughs> and now they're just going to be like, yeah, let me confess because yeah. I took an oath.
1: Yeah, it's either. So, you're telling me I can tell the truth and go to jail or I can lie. And maybe a...
0: not go to jail.
1: And maybe not go to jail. I'm going to lie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> makes Especially no sense. Especially
0: after I just, like, murder someone. You think lying, like... <laughs>
1: I mean, that's going to stop me. <laughs> Makes no sense.
0: No, it re- I have, I've thought of this, too. I was like, wow, I wonder, like, do you just, like, you're in that situation and, like, you just feel so guilt. Like, it's not the oath that's compelling you. It's just your yeah. guilt compelling you. <laughs> that you're like, okay, I'll do it. Or you're just so nervous that you're like, oh, my God, I don't want to do anything wrong. Okay. I don't know, but I'm like what's nothing stopping them nothing i mean this, oh, this, it's not they're not gonna get burned
1: yeah is God gonna strike me yeah. down right now if i lie
0: honestly i'm like it's it looks great and it's very dramatic in the shows and it seems like the right thing to do but i don't know how many people it's stopping yeah.
1: at the end of the day who does it who's it stopping
0: i want to know it's, the stats on people lying under oath
1: yeah so I'm just saying it's not going to stop me
0: in the situation. Okay. I've always thought about this. It depends on the situation. If I ever had to testify, I'm going to tell the truth. So because I'm so freaking nervous of just being in that situation or I'm going to lie because I'm really freaking scared of the situation.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if it's, if a lie is going to benefit me at the end of the day, I'm probably going to lie.
0: And if I think I can get away with it,
1: oh I'm definitely gonna lie, yeah if I'm gonna go to jail, then I'm probably gonna lie. if it's something where whoever I'm testifying against may hurt me if I tell the truth, oh, I'm definitely lying. I don't trust who's gonna protect me
0: yeah uh exactly I it's crazy. this is so fast. Maybe one day we'll do a history of the oath. <laughs>
1: How many people have lied under oath?
0: Raise your hand. Send us in. Listeners, if you're listening, please send us in stories or fun facts about when you lied under oath. <laughs> we'll keep you anonymous. I'm fascinated by this topic.
1: I'm Yeah, I'm very interested. Because there's no way that people don't do it on a very regular basis.
0: I know. And, like, okay, so you lie about little things. Like, I don't, I'm intrigued
1: Mm -hmm.
0: by it. Especially, like, if
1: they just, like, ask, yeah, well, you can go back into that later.
0: I know, because we could keep going forever, but we got to get into our actual story of the week. Okay. Okay, so it's funny that you brought up that you were very fascinated about this drug smuggling thing. Because that's what I also latched on to from this episode. It wasn't the two murders. It was, damn, this is a pretty, like, good way to smuggle drugs. Does this happen in real life? And it does. People do heroin searching of clothes. But as I got digging deeper into ways to sell drugs or smuggle drugs, I started coming across crazy stories of the way people have attempted to smuggle drugs. So this episode... Is the seven craziest drug smuggling attempts. And by the seven craziest, I mean the seven that I think are the craziest. These are my standards. Uh, so this is the direction I went with the episode. Also because it turns out that there has not been a model that has been murdered on stage by electrocution.
1: Which, so, now I think that's kind of surprising. Really? I feel, like, I feel like they're just crappy stages on some metal beams okay so
0: there might have been models that were accidentally i didn't look oh, that up.
1: well yeah not purposely sorry but so there not was surprised.
0: not any that were murdered on stage <laughs> so seven craziest d- drug smuggling attempts we'll go through them one at a time we're gonna start at number seven work our way up to one which i think is the craziest and Can we'll I will discuss one? what do you think one is actually i don't think i will give you a hint one isn't drug smuggling it was like gold smuggling
1: oh i don't know that (laughs) the only one i was gonna guess was just because i heard about it was that even recently it's been a while now about the the three kids who were smuggling drugs in their surfboards when they were going to mexico and coming back
0: yeah that didn't make my list but that's interesting
1: Mm -hmm. there's like three kids they're like three white kids in college and they were going up to surf every week. And at first it was just regular. They were going up to surf. And then they got involved. I think it was like in the cartel or something. And um, they started smuggling the drugs in their surfboards. But no one ever thought anything of it at border control. Because they were already going back and forth every week to go surf.
0: Yeah. They are regulars.
1: Mm-hmm. And but yeah. then they got caught. And then they eventually got caught. I was like, wow, that's a hell of a way to, to do it. Putting your surfboard.
0: It is interesting. Some of these are like. Okay, you had to be really creative to do this. Okay, so there was one that I read that didn't make this list because it wasn't, like, smuggling across countries. But there was, like, an older kid that brought some kids in high school a donut and just, like, dropped it off at the school. But then the donut was filled with, like, ecstasy or Xanax pills or something. So they smuggled pills into the high school in a donut huh
1: That's which is kind of kind of, go ahead. kind of smart yeah it's kind of like how people used to say i don't know if it's true or not like Krispy Kreme used to like have cocaine in their donuts
0: oh is that why they're so good
1: yeah you never heard that before <laughs> no
0: so let's get started in the seven craziest drug smuggling attempts number seven i call it the baby shark method. On June 16th, 2009 in Progreso, Yucatan, the Secretariat of the Navy Armed of Mexico, the Unified Center for the Attention of Maritime and Port Incidents or Cumar, and the General Customs Administration made a cocaine bust on a cargo ship in the Yucatan cargo terminal using x-ray machines, and a sniffer dog they discovered a cargo container filled with frozen sharks In those sharks was one ton of cocaine estimated to be worth about 35 million dollars
1: Jesus
0: what do you think that's
1: that's a cool way frozen sharks do people eat sharks I think they do. Isn't it supposed to be like good for you?
0: I've never ate a shark.
1: Hmm. Wait, say say it one more time so I can.
0: They stuffed one ton of cocaine into frozen sharks.
1: Where were they sending the shark?
0: I was unclear. The the article was written in Spanish and Google translated it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm unclear if it was leaving the Yucatan or coming to the Yucatan, but they stopped it either way.
1: That, that's pretty, that's kind of, that's very creative where yeah. I just kind of wonder where there's to where it's not suspicious.
0: Yeah. What, what part of the, like what, what part of the world is getting frozen shark?
1: i'm gonna have to figure it out
0: and, and what do you do with a frozen shark do you eat it do you, do you put it on display what do you do with a frozen shark
1: oh, apparently it's very popular to consume dried smoked or salted shark yeah that's what i thought it's really healthy for you huh
0: i now want to try shark
1: It's got, it's got a lot of health benefits, but it's Hmm. very expensive.
0: Well, I would. Yeah,
1: it's a hundred dollars a pound on here. I ain't getting no shark. I I don't know what kind of shark it is, but I ain't getting it.
0: No. Okay. Fascinating. As we go through these, you tell me if you agree with my, my order. All right. So crazy attempt number six. I call this one, Probably a Weak Roof. On January 21st, 2016, a truck carrying pallets of roofing shingles was coming through Juarez, trying to enter El Paso when it was stopped by the US Customs Border and Protection. What they found was 288 bundles of weed, which was 950 pounds with an estimated value of seven hundred sixty three thousand two hundred dollars hidden in between the shingles and the bags they came in so it was like you had this bag plastic bag of several shingles and then they would stuff the weed in between the shingles
1: in between the shingles yeah that's a good one i feel like that hides the smell because i don't know if you ever smelled like the roofing shingles when they're all mm-hmm. stacked up. It, yeah it's really strong
0: but also i feel like I think it was like an open bed truck or something. So I feel like you're also, there's some like vulnerable places in this plan.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like the fact that they're it, in plastic bags.
1: Yeah. They, they could have did better than the plastic baggie.
0: Yeah. And, and the, the open truck. Mm-hmm. And maybe in a in you, know,
1: you know what else I wonder? So I wonder how easy it is to smuggle wheat now. Because just like at smoke shops and stores and stuff, they make a lot of stuff that where you can put... Your weed or CBD, whatever you got into, till it kills the smell and it doesn't get out.
0: Well, I know that's
1: what a lot of people hate.
0: I know that, like now the government. I have not done this, so do not come for me, and I will not rat. Okay, but I have, I've,
1: and I will lie on stand. Under <laughs> and
0: open. I will lie on the stand. <laughs> um, no, there. Damn it, if I'm ever gonna have to testify and I would probably tell the truth, the defense is just gonna, gonna bring pull up this up, recording.
1: they're gonna eat you alive.
0: <laughs> then be like, Why should we trust you? You told the whole world that you would lie on the stand. And I'm like, That's valid, that's valid.
1: <laughs> I'm gonna be like, No, I didn't. And they're gonna play the recording, it's like hmm, I was interesting. Um, <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, god, I hope I don't ever have to testify. Okay, yeah. um. But I've known people that have like taken edibles onto planes by putting them in straight into the bag with like other gummies. So like Sour Patch Kids or something or one of those big bags because you can take food on the plane and just mixing them in there so it doesn't look like they stand out.
1: Yeah, I've heard people doing that. Joe Rogan said on his podcast that him and Joey Diaz took edibles and got on a plane.
0: Like, took, took them before they got on the plane, or, like...
1: Joey Diaz took his on the plane. Oh. Joe Rogan took his before... They were at the airport, though, so they already went through, like, TSA and stuff.
0: Oh, so they got it through TSA. Yeah. It can be done, but also... It's wild to me, because then, like... We were talking about this idea of, like... Can you fly with it or not? And they were like, well, yeah, they don't check for drugs. They're just checking for bombs. And I'm like, okay... And then i sat there and thought about it and i was like okay that's true they're not checking for drugs they're checking for bombs and it's wild to me that no one is checking for drugs
1: yeah you you would think there would be a drug dog i I think i've only ever seen one dog at the airport and it might not even be a drug dog it was just with like one of the tsa people
0: okay i thought the same thing because i was like well i've been in airports like atlanta and denver i've both had to do this where you're in line to go through tsa And they stop the line at some point and only two people can walk. So it's like Mm -hmm. they stop it from this point, this point to this point and like in the middle and only two people can like walk through because they have the dog going back and forth. I thought it was a drug dog. I have since been corrected. It's a bomb dog. And I never even thought about that. And then I was told that the dog can't do bombs and drugs. So it's wild to me that there's not a drug dog.
1: You would think I didn't even know there's such thing as a bomb dog. Number one. I didn't even know that.
0: I'm but, not convinced. I'm still kind of convinced it's a drug dog.
1: Yeah. What if the drug, they have a drug dog, but it only like sniffs check packages, like check bags. And Dude, then doesn't, just...
0: we don't see our check bags once we give it to the little person. So I'm like, yeah, what kind of security does that go through?
1: Yeah. Cause that would make sense. And they're just assuming that you can't fit a large amount of drugs in your actual carry on. Or at least a large amount of undetectable yeah. drugs in your carrying on. That would make sense to me. Actually that kind of does make sense that I'm thinking about it. Yeah, that but makes sense. I'm
0: also wondering if like they check more for drugs at customs when you're going between countries.
1: I mean definitely
0: uh, when you go from Mexico.
1: Shit. Oh. Oh yeah. I I got sniffed out one time by a drug dog when I was and I wasn't going to Mexico, so I don't remember if you guys already graduated or not. But when we worked for this guy named Mr. G at like this landscaping place, oh yeah. we have to drive. We'd have to like drive um, a van with a bunch of furniture all the way to Del Rio sometimes and come back. So if you go to Del Rio and come back, you have to go through the the check through all the little the little checkpoints. And I, and it looks a little sketchy when I'm driving a big like old white van and I'm by myself. And when I go, it's fine. Cause there's, I got like furniture and stuff in, my, in the back. When I come back. Uh, but when you come back, it's
0: empty.
1: Yeah. They're like, uh, sir, what do you have in the back? And I was like, I, I know. Nothing. Like I, I dropped, I, literally nothing. I dropped this furniture off. He goes, well, can you open the back? i was like, oh my God, bro. Like, I, I'm just, I just want to go and come back. I really don't even want to have to drive to Del Rio all the time. It's getting on my nerves, but I have to go and come back. And I have to like, put the freaking German shepherd in the back so he can sniff everything out. Like I'm trying to smuggle stuff. I like I Are know you it looks bad. the
0: person that like in that situation you know you don't have drugs but you're really freaking nervous that the dog is gonna hit on something?
1: Sometimes because you know back in the day Kenzie we used to be under the influence of like oh my goodness bro we're gonna have a misunderstanding. <laughs> it's like it's not it's it's me it's the smell is me. <laughs> <And>
0: that's better. <laughs> As I'm driving this van.
1: But Yeah, I I didn't have anything in here. It's 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 me.
0: I I did it all before I crossed the (laughs) border. Yeah, that sounds better.
1: Yeah, if they were to ever stop me for that, I'm like, it's that because he would come with us, but he'd be in his like Cadillac behind us. I was like, just trust me, ass. Go talk to that old white man behind me. That's a bitch. He'll tell you. Yeah, you'll see why I have to do what I do he's making my blood pressure run up
0: that's funny okay so crazy drug attempt number five. Oh wait first do you think i put six and seven in the right order like do you think seven's crazier sharks are crazier than shingles or shingles crazier than sharks
1: mm, i'd say sharks over shingles
0: damn yeah that's i'd be prob- more
1: for sure about it if i knew where the sharks were going
0: yeah, you. yeah, that's probably right. Okay, number five. Cocaine even heals broken legs. This is a crazy one. In 2009, Spanish police in Barcelona arrested a 66-year-old man from Chile at the airport when they discovered the cast on his leg was made of cocaine. He did, in fact, fracture two of the bones below his knee. They did test to make sure he wasn't faking it but police suspect that him and accomplices fractured it on purpose for the drug smuggling scheme this was discovered when police randomly selected the plane he was on and found him suspicious do not know what he was doing that was so suspicious but one can only imagine they put a substance on the cast that proved the cast was made of cocaine Additionally, they checked his bag and found a six-pack of beer that had been emptied and filled with cocaine and resealed. They also found cocaine in the legs of two aluminum chairs he had with him. In total, there was 10.5 pounds of cocaine.
1: That's a good one. The leg, that's good.
0: (laughs) I like that the police were like looking at him and then like, is his leg really fractured? <laughs> Do you have a doctor's it... note? <laughs> <laughs> like, how did they used, find out?
1: Medical records.
0: How did they find out that it was actually fractured? Did they make him walk? Did they, like, we need to take him through the x ray machine?
1: Yeah, like, run down there and run back.
0: <laughs> but, like, okay. The beer was stupid.
1: Yeah, that, that was a bad idea that's not even close to being good
0: because it was 2009 so maybe you could take beer i don't think you can just walk on with a six pack maybe you can get on with a six pack i don't know if you can have it in your check bag but you can have it i don't know the rules around 2009 now you can't have it in your check bag or your carry on but maybe in your check bag
1: maybe in your check bag
0: because um, I brought alcohol from Greece back with me when I went, and you, you just had to put it in your check bag. But yeah. dummy, all you got to do is just shake the can, and that will tell you if there's liquid or cocaine in it.
1: Yeah, that that just wasn't good. You pick up the can, and you're like shaking. Why? Why does it Why don't I feel anything? <laughs> um,
0: I also want to know what this man was doing to be suspicious where the cops then were like his cast must be made of cocaine let's test it
1: and also i feel like that's a lot of work for only 10 pounds of cocaine to put it into the the leg and all that other stuff and to reseal the cans to get it in his wheelchair also to
0: break of... your leg for the scheme
1: yeah how much is 10 pounds of cocaine even worth also I feel like you're that's 66 lot, that's years
0: old you can't be breaking your leg at 66 year old. That could cause more problems down the road. You don't recover from you, that.
1: You, yeah. You might not get it back.
0: I know. You can't just be breaking your leg to smuggle cocaine. Um, so I'm sure that was like a wild incident in Barcelona. Of, of, I can only imagine, man, I wish I was there. I want to know how this man was acting. I'm so curious.
1: I wonder how the other people around him were looking at him when they were trying to figure it out.
0: Because they were probably on the flight with him the whole time. And he was probably acting that way the whole time. And everyone's like, Mm -hmm. is this man going to blow up our plane? What is going on? (laughs) And then he lands and the police is like, no, it's just cocaine. cocaine." But also maybe he was acting suspicious because the cocaine was seeping into his leg.
1: Getting in the bloodstream. (laughs) You starting to really freak out
0: i know so would you okay so we have shingles shark, your list is shingle shark where would you put this drug smuggling attempt where would you rank it
1: i like that one where it's at
0: yeah it's it's funny i think it's kind of funny mm-hmm.
1: i think it's yeah i think that one's pretty funny especially for the fact that it's only 10 pounds It's a lot of work to do for 10 pounds and you still got caught
0: Is it, okay, because in my mind, it's like, I guess 10 pounds of cocaine's a lot. I don't know. Maybe it's worth a lot.
1: I mean, it's a lot, but it's not like.
0: Enough to do this?
1: Yeah, it's definitely not worth it. Okay. Not to be doing all that.
0: My drug smuggling attempt number four, I call Disney on drugs. Disney, don't sue me for saying that. We all know you're not on drugs. Pretty sure. In 2015, New York City's Vice Squad was undercover investigating Derek Santana, a drug dealer whose target was nightclubs in Manhattan and Brooklyn, when they stumbled upon an even bigger drug ring. While following Santana, they met Albert Fortosa, the ringleader of the group, and soon learned his game. He would smuggle cocaine from Puerto Rico to New York by placing the drugs in a router box. Placing that box in a gift box with a Minion stuffed animal or an Olaf stuffed animal, then gift wrapping it with Happy Birthday wrapping paper to make it appear as a child's present. The police intercepted five packages, finding two pounds of coke in each with a total value of twenty-five thousand. Five individuals were arrested in the bus including santana and fortosa and across the five they were charged with 71 different charges
1: why'd you call it disney
0: because the minion and olaf were disney characters
1: oh yeah i don't know why i didn't put that together <laughs> I got
0: it. and then they would put the drugs in them
1: how dare him bring kids into this
0: Can you imagine being a kid and opening your birthday present and you're like, Olaf, mom, what's this?
1: Why is Olaf really snowing?
0: (laughs) Except they would put it in a router box. Like they would put it in another box and then just put a stuffed animal over it.
1: Yeah, that's a little interesting.
0: I don't know why you didn't just put it. I feel like it would have been. I'm not trying to tell drug dealers how to do their jobs, but I'm just thinking that maybe you should just put it in the stuffed animal.
1: Yeah, it would have been I feel like that's less suspicious.
0: That is less suspicious because now why is there a router box with Olaf and a happy birthday present? Who wants a router and Olaf?
1: <laughs> it makes no sense. What kind of what kind of kid is this? What kid needs a router and Olaf?
0: Or it's a crazy dinner Disney adult that's like, Hey, my Wi Fi's bad, I need a router box <laughs> from Puerto Rico. <laughs> and I want an Olaf because I love Disney.
1: No one ever said drug dealers were smart
0: some of them are
1: some of them really are though yeah that's true
0: for those that are don't come after us (laughs) we support you
1: all right support what you do you're doing a great job
0: we're all just trying to make a living man i get it
1: yeah do what you got to do you're keeping the the law enforcement employed so someone's got to do it we appreciate what you do
0: um okay so where would you rate that one Mm.
1: I'd switch that one in the last one. I just okay. like the leg one.
0: The leg one's kind of the idea of it. I'm just picturing it in my head and the idea of it going down. The 60-year-old man that's probably acting some sort of really weird. And then the police asking if his leg is really broken.
1: And I feel like he's just like a crotchety, already grouchy old man. And he probably bitched at them the whole time they were questioning him.
0: See, I picture him differently. I'm thinking this is just some crazy old man that is actually really high spirited and nice, but weird.
1: Just a little off.
0: Yeah.
1: No one's You're expecting like, that. He's already off.
0: I'm a little uncomfortable around him, but he's making me laugh nervously. <laughs> um. Drug crazy drug attempt. Number three, I called weed, but make it healthy. In 2016, US Customs Border and Protection agents stationed at the far international bridge in Southern Texas, stopped a truck carrying a commercial shipment of carrots. When they brought the drug dogs out, the dogs immediately hit. What the officers discovered was that amongst the normal carrots, was 2,817 packages of weed, individually wrapped in orange tape to look like a carrot. In total, they confiscated 2,493 pounds of weed with a total value of $499,900.
1: That's interesting. I'm curious to know, like, how good of the, the wrapping was it? Did it really look like another carrot? Or was it that, I or was it saw that bad?
0: pictures and I would think, okay, from a distance, it does look like it could all just be normal carrots. But once you get digging, it is like, okay, yeah, this is, this is a carrot.
1: Yeah. I like this one. I feel like, yeah, if it was actually like nicely wrapped and they like drew like little, I don't know, made it really look like a carrot. Okay, I can dig it. But if it's, like, they just threw, like, the orange tape around a couple times, there's, like, drain wrapping paper busting out of the scene. That's what I'm picturing in my head. Like, it was a good good try. They just put a little more effort into it next time.
0: Good idea. Bad execution.
1: (laughs) Bad. Yeah, bad execution.
0: It is a good idea to be, like, okay, if we just put a lot of carrots and they just don't look at it closely, then it just looks like. We're smug, we have carrots. I, it's. That's
1: another funny thing. Go ahead.
0: I just, this is a smart one to me.
1: I, I like it. And that's the kind of, the, see weed's just so funny to me. I feel like half the battle is obviously it looks like grass already. It's just green leafy, whatever is the smell. You would think they would try harder to cover the smell.
0: Yeah. To trick the dogs. Cause like really yeah. the people are easy to fool. Like, easy to mm-hmm. get away with it it's the dogs that catch mm-hmm. a lot of it from the smell so if you can eliminate that part of it then you have way better chances
1: yeah you're you're basically golden like And I'm cocaine not trying stuff. to tell
0: drug dealers how to do their jobs
1: yeah but a, and like just like a tip. cocaine stuff looks different I get it other drugs yeah. look different whatever or I don't I don't know what they smell like because you know for me to smell it I'd have to actually you know in my nose but I don't know what they smell like or anything but I don't know I just feel like weed you just gotta cover the smell that's what I gotta do yeah
0: I agree I think that is the most important part it's not necessarily the look but like if you if you can beat the dogs you can you, yeah. way better chances
1: you can put it in an oregano bottle and no yeah. one will ever know
0: no uh, as as you or you can smell. make it a carrot
1: yeah, you can make it a carrot. <laughs> how are some extra carrot scents on there?
0: 2,800 bags of weed. So that means that they had people sitting there taping 2,800 individual weed. At some point, I'd be like, man, I'm tired. Like, how long do you think that took them to make each yeah. one an individual carrot?
1: They gave it to a daycare and let some kids do arts and crafts.
0: Is <laughs> the labor hours it took to make each individual carrot Worth going through this plan? Was this the only plan on the board? <laughs>
1: <laughs> who, who in the think tank brought this plan up?
0: And then the, y'all have enough manpower that people didn't just get annoyed and were like, "Screw it, let's do it a different way." I'm tired of making damn carrots.
1: Yeah, this idea like gives you, its like Monty Python's Holy Grail when they're trying to figure out like how to determine if she's a witch or not. That's what I feel like. Like someone like threw out this idea. During that same thing like when they said they should throw the witch in the water with like a wood or whatever and if she floats she's a witch if she drowns she's not a witch just a bad idea yeah creative,
0: I mean, and that's basically what they did in Salem. was like okay if you were a witch you survived the fire and if not you died and it's like oh it's a worrisome innocence pers- sorry we thought you were a witch <laughs> <laughs> our bad
1: my bad thought you got it my fault got it wrong
0: nothing i could do about it no no though because you're dead
1: yeah funny we're talking about have you ever seen that thing where it says that all the people in salem were actually hallucinogenic or what because they were taking it was some kind of wheat or bread yeah it was like in their their bread that was growing in salem and it was make it was like a psychedelic and that's what they were eating and they didn't think anything of it and that was, was making them all paranoid
0: Oh, i kind of ever this seen theory? that theory i kind of love this theory that's really you should fascinating. look it up because it cause almost feels like that drug. could be the truth
1: yeah it really does i forgot what like drug or psychedelic it was but it was something i think they were putting it in their bread and that was what was making them like paranoid and that's why it all kind of went down
0: oh i gotta look into this okay we might do an episode about that theory or maybe just the salem witch trials of like She's either going to die or she's a witch and then we'll kill her. Either way, you're going to die. <laughs> okay. Let's get, where would you rate the carrot drug smuggling?
1: I feel like it's creative, but at the same time, I don't know.
0: Too many man hours.
1: <laughs> too many man. Yeah. Too much time. You put too much time into this to not be a good enough. I, I don't know.
0: So. Your first one right now is the cast. Is the cast still in first?
1: Yeah, I like the cast. Okay.
0: okay. Imagine the being the done. cop
1: and you figure the carrot thing out. Like you pick one up and it just like the yeah. weed comes out of it. Really?
0: <laughs> you thought you got really?
1: me. you like orange duct tape. Really?
0: <laughs> it was like orange duct tape. <laughs> <laughs> they just thought that they wouldn't get a close look. Uh, carrot? <laughs> Or maybe they put all those on the bottom i don't know
1: but yeah well could you even put them on the bottom would they just probably just get all messed up with all the other carrots pounded on top of them
0: the other carrots would probably smell like weed they would probably taste like weed would they not what are they doing with those carrots are they putting them into grocery stores
1: that's a good question yeah Yeah. oh did they put those carrots into grocery stores
0: yeah, because they probably smell like weed. <laughs> are are innocent people getting high on weed carrots?
1: I'm gonna sniff my carrots a little more, a little stronger now.
0: PSA to everyone: Please smell your carrots at, in, at the grocery store. Okay.
1: Check your carrots. <laughs> they have orange duct tape. Then go home and it's have weed. a good time.
0: <laughs> you got weed for really cheap. Let me tell for you for really cheap. <laughs> Okay, (laughs) drug smuggling. it in number two. I call it Cocaine Jesus, also because I love that song by Rainbow Kids Surprise. Isn't that a yeah? It is a song. Me and Kylie Harmon used to sing it all the time. (laughs) Were you in the car when we? I did. Cocaine Jesus, you don't have to sing it. I remember. Cedar got a man, don't need him.
1: Bad memories. Call me
0: what you want. You can call me if you need. it. You only ever need it for a day. <laughs> okay it's a great song cocaine jesus by rainbow kitten surprise everyone in 2008 a woman entering texas told u.s customs and border protection that a man paid her 80 dollars to deliver a statue of jesus to the bus stop in laredo texas for those of you that don't know u.s customs was Of course, suspicious. So upon further inspection, the drug dog hit on the Jesus statue. The traffickers made six pounds of cocaine into a paste and then painted it on to a very believable statue of Jesus. They believe the woman... Or my bad. They they believe the plan was for the receiver to break the statue using water and... strain strain it to collect the cocaine for distribution. The estimated value of the cocaine on the statue was thirty thousand dollars. The woman claimed to have n- not been aware that Jesus was actually cocaine and agreed to take the authorities with her to the rendezvous the man had told her about. There they arrested sixty one year old Bernin Berninardino? Garcia Cordova who confessed he was to deliver it to a man in Dallas he only knew as the spider
1: That that one that one's good that one's my my favorite
0: Can you believe can you can you imagine being some woman and you truly believe you're just delivering a statue of Jesus
1: thinking you're doing you're doing the Lord's work
0: and you're like, oh yes, young man, I will deliver your statue of Jesus. That is so nice of you. You just want me but... to leave it on this bench right here.
1: <laughs> just want me to drop it off in the park. She probably thought she was going to take it to like some like building or some church, and then she probably was going to pull up and was like, oh, it's just a bench.
0: Yeah, and and,
1: and a mysterious man.
0: Uh, yeah, and then. And then she's going through customs and, and the police stop her. And can you imagine when they're like, this is drugs, ma'am. And she's like, no, this is Jesus.
1: <laughs> are, you, are you dumb?
0: <laughs> this is the Lord. Do not forsake his name <laughs> like that.
1: <laughs> what if it, what if they saved her life and it's like in, in Batman when the Joker, like, keeps killing the person before in the, the bank robbery in the Dark oh. night? What if it was like that? Like, hey, she was going to drop died. it off. You were going to die.
0: Okay, and then what is it with like older men being the ones to like? I thought you'd send the young people to do the like smuggling because then they send a sixty-one-year-old man and it's like take Jesus to the spider. Hey,
1: the old guys are less conspicuous. Have you seen the movie The Mule?
0: No, but that's when with Clint Eastwood, right? Yeah. Yeah, I've heard about it, but I haven't seen it.
1: It's a pretty decent movie. It's pretty good.
0: I heard it was good. Also-
1: It goes to our point of not telling the drug cartel that you want to leave. Just leave.
0: (laughs) Just leave. You don't have to announce it. No (laughs) one needs like a an email depart like an employee departure email. Just
1: he tries it and they literally just tell him no. He's like, but I don't want to do anyone. So too bad. Literally, what they tell him.
0: Don't tell him. Just, just go. Just go. They don't need to know.
1: They don't need to know they're probably gonna kill you either way at least you have a better chance if you just try and disappear
0: yeah if you just leave okay would you rate um cocaine jesus above man with a cast
1: yeah that's my favorite i just imagine that that poor
0: woman in my head she's old (laughs) she's she's just really
1: thinking she's doing the lord's work
0: she's probably like this is a really beautiful jesus so beautiful where did she She, get it
1: she probably teaches sunday school i know
0: okay and the last not drug attempt but when i was reading drug attempt stories the story was just insanely crazy so i had to include it i call it a pot of gold weston lawrence was just your average royal mint employee in ottawa canada i think the royal mint is like The US Treasury.
1: I think so. Yeah. Okay. I think so.
0: However, in September of 2015, he was arrested for stealing $140,000 worth of gold nuggets over the course of a year. His plan was simple he would sneak the circular 7.4 ounces of gold nugget or 7.4 ounce gold nugget out of the mint by placing it in his rectum. And sell it to a a gold buyer store for about six thousand eight hundred dollars a piece. He was only caught when a bank teller clued in on that Lawrence was a, a just a mint employee making an absurd amount of deposits and requesting overseas transactions. She's like, this is a little suspicious the royal canadian mounted police investigated the bank tellers tip and found four more gold nuggets in lawrence's safe deposit box and vaseline in his locker at work (laughs) (laughs) well the case seems open and shut lawrence's team actually came up with a good defense you see the gold nuggets found in his safe deposit box were not stamped the defense first claimed that the unstamped gold nuggets meant that lawrence bought the gold legally they also pointed out that the mint never reported gold missing and that they just leave the gold sitting out in buckets so it's their (laughs) fault that someone took it lock that shit up lock it up the prosecution prosecutors for the crown came back and proved that the gold nuggets were spooned with a custom spoon the ref- the refinery of the mint uses, and Lawrence was sent to jail. Mm. A pot of gold.
1: <laughs> I would open eyes like, oh no, what are you doing with this?
0: <laughs> how do they think, how do you think that they put together? do you think he told them like they're like Lawrence how have you been smuggling the gold nuggets and he was like well through my ass
1: <laughs> they probably opened the safe product box like oh that's shit
0: oh, yeah. okay that's- that was my next question <laughs> do you think he at least rinsed it off before he let other people handle it
1: he I feel like to- he didn't I feel like he was already like he was like I, I got it here alright cool let's put it in there He was he was just happy to get it over with that's an extra step extra steps or extra chances to get caught
0: no he had to at least <laughs> please. please tell me the poor bank teller <laughs> did so, not use cold nuggets
1: she said why are you i've never seen the brown spots on these nuggets
0: <laughs> that's so gross that's so gross i mean that's- okay then the other piece we need to talk about this is that obviously the bathrooms at the royal canadian mint had to be single stall only right <laughs> because if not lawrence was in one stall putting <laughs> vastly and sticking something up his ass and someone was in the other stall
1: he was probably sitting he's like oh my he's probably in there grunting and the guy in the next stall is like oh he's struggling because
0: that cannot probably, feel good right that has to hurt
1: and then imagine like you know you can see under the next stall a little bit and he probably looked down he's like is that me? he's like oh no <laughs> this can't be
0: he's like i've never had it that bad where how do you he's probably
1: thinking oh this man's struggling
0: Okay. I wonder if someone
1: ever saw like the vaseline like, hey, you, you good in there. <laughs> She's probably in there just grunting.
0: <laughs> I had to. Okay, seven point four ounces. How big do we think that? Like the size mm-hmm. of a quarter, probably more, right?
1: Probably a little bigger than a quarter.
0: <laughs> and it was like a nugget. You know, it wasn't like flat. It was.
1: <laughs> yeah. I can just imagine the guy next to him because you know, like you gotta like be moving your feet a lot, and he's just looking like <laughs> under the stall a little bit. And he's just seeing like his feet moving, and just this dude struggling. And then he looks down. And he's like, "Is that Vaseline down there?" He's like, the thoughts that were going through his mind.
0: Or you just thought that he was into it and was maybe like getting <clears throat> off at work. <laughs> I don't. Know. Also, like okay. He obviously had to do it at the end of the day, right? Because if not, you're, like, just walking around with <laughs> shuffling and your then, feet.
1: And then what if, like, you you come out of the bathroom and you're washing your hands and he comes out? And, like, why are, why is his fingers brown?
0: <laughs> oh <my laughs> or God, if he, he doesn't
1: even wash. If his hand He just walks out and his hands are ready and walks
0: straight no, out. No, he, he has to. Please, <laughs> he has to. Please. (laughs) And then, okay, then if we're thinking through this plan of lessons, how does he then get the gold nugget out of his (laughs) ass? I I don't know. I don't know, man.
1: (laughs) I hope he, and I, I just, I would hope he's keeping, like, gloves and stuff on him. But I feel like he's trying to be so discreet. He's just you can't just use gloves because, because then yeah. you
0: walk out of the you walk into the bathroom with the latex glove. I would mm-hmm. be asking so many questions.
1: We just know that there's shit somewhere on his body, on <laughs> his hands. It, there he's he's got a stank when he's walking around, and there's no way around it.
0: That is, he has <laughs> to wash those gold nuggets, right, right, right.
1: Mm-hmm. No. no, no,
0: he has to wash. Because then he takes them to a gold buyer. He's not even taking them to, I guess he took a few to the bank teller because he put them in a safe deposit box, but he is taking them. Does the gold buyer not? I have so many questions. I have so many questions. I mean, it's kind of smart, right? Because like, and I think I read somewhere where like he would, um, there was like metal detectors at the gold mint. And someone was like, why why did they go off and they were like we're not checking the people's bodies mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> and freaking goes to the the gold buyer and he's like oh there's why is, why are his hands glistening and and then he grabs the freaking gold nuggets like, oh this gold nugget's got a little you think it ever like clicked for him oh this nugget smells a little funny and his hands they just are really tiny to
0: add they're like surely not <laughs> i want the gold but like surely not
1: um you know, I the gold buyer, he goes, where's Joe's bathroom?
0: So, yeah, this was so many questions. But obviously it was smart because he got away with it for a while <laughs> until the bank teller was like, okay, I know you did not make this amount of money.
1: <laughs> like, the, uh-huh. you, please tell me, where is this gold coming from? It smells too bad. I don't know where you're getting it, but I've never smelled gold like this before.
0: And why do you wanna open an, you can't, here's the thing. If you're a US Treasury Department person or a Royal Canadian Mint worker, you cannot open an overseas bank account. That is suspicious enough. Mm -hmm. That's what did him Mm -hmm. in, but he did, the defense was kind of good. I also like that they threw the mint under the bus and was like, why is it just sitting out, bro? Mm -hmm. That's just inviting everyone to take it. He just thought he could.
1: I thought it was free.
0: I thought I had to put it up my ass first, but I thought it was free.
1: <laughs> it was in my ass. It's mine.
0: <laughs> Do you want it? <laughs> Do you want it that back? That
1: funny. I was, yeah. You can have it back if you want it.
0: <laughs> and the men's like, no, we don't want it.
1: He's like, nah, you just, you know, we'll just, you just keep it. You got to go to jail, but you can have it.
0: Okay. So where does that one rank on this list?
1: That's number one. Oh, yeah, is it is. Definitely... I told
0: you who is you, the...
1: you think he told, like, his his inmates, the people he was in jail with, the truth, when they asked him? What'd you come what? to jail for? I had nuggets in my ass. <laughs> Some...
0: Put gold nuggets up my ass. What'd you
1: gold... do? Gold nuggets. What'd you do?
0: <laughs> well, then...
1: It sounds like a quick way to become somebody's bitch. I was so, just you know, my... thinking
0: that. I was <laughs> like, oh, you... <laughs> what else do you put up your ass <laughs> oh man okay well this was a really fun episode to come back to this was a lot of fun and maybe in the future when we have another like drug smuggling tv episode because you know that there's a ton of them we can um do a part two of the next craziest drug smuggling attempts i like these and just make it series because this is a lot of fun like it's fascinating like people are creative
1: i got more respect for law enforcement they really got to be on it because they're trying every way out here
0: i mean you got to like every way i mean all of these got busted you can't do the carrot thing anymore <laughs> can't do cocaine jesus you got to get creative <clears throat>
1: it'd be funny I, if someone does try like the carrot thing more than one time because oh we've seen this one before but gotta be more original than that like what the fuck you seen the carrot one
0: i just imagine drug dealers sitting around a table doing a brainstorming activity like what do we got what do we got who's got an idea how are we <laughs> smuggling this time
1: Like, just the throw them tank. out.
0: Just throw them out. <laughs>
1: i feel like that's what they really do too
0: that you have to right Or some like email chain that's like okay who's anyone got any ideas be thanking we're gonna have a meeting
1: they got a discord
0: (laughs) dude what if we wrapped it in orange duct tape like a carrot my uncle takes carrots across the border all the time (laughs) okay so this was so much fun oh i guess we have to talk about how this relates to the tv episode
1: i forgot all about tv episode (laughs) i don't Um, care i'll connect that was fun
0: it doesn't connect really it just connects in the fact that there was a unique drug smuggling idea in the episode and we found seven real life unique drug smuggling attempts good enough good enough that's how it it was fun it was really funny okay so do you want to guess what the next show we're watching? The second show we're watching in 2024. So good to be back. I hope everyone's mm. happy we're back.
1: Law and Order Los Angeles.
0: No, I wish. I love that show. Um, but it is a Law and Order. I will give you another guess.
1: Mm, SVU.
0: It is SVU.
1: That was actually going to be my first guess. The one time it's not my first guess. <laughs>
0: Okay, we're watching SVU Season 13, Episode 3, Blood Brothers. Do you know this episode? Oh, I
1: I actually think I remember this episode.
0: I know what episode it is, so you describe it and I'll let you know.
1: Mm, I don't want to describe it. I don't want to be wrong.
0: No, I want to know.
1: But, 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 it's it's not all the way there. It just sounds familiar. If that makes sense. Like you said it. I remember but I don't remember exactly
0: you'll remember it once you watch it because I distinctly remember this episode and I feel like I've seen it so many times like it's an episode that consistently plays on on TV and reruns um, and you might even know I'm gonna give everyone a hint feel free to comment on our social media or send an email if you, if you think you know what this is based off of but it's based off of a scandal not a murder, um and I think once you watch it, you may know the scandal, but I'm so excited for this next episode um that we're doing. I find it really fascinating, so yes, next week, if you want to watch along and Malik, watch it by tomorrow Oh, I'll, I'll have it watched by tomorrow lawn order Just,
1: what yeah tell say it again
0: Law and order s v u season 13 episode 3 blood brothers i got it and with that i'm your host Kenzie hughesman this is crime on prime time and we are signing off
1: see you